welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. <laughs> I'm really, really excited today because we're talking about mysteries, but more than that, I am talking with my friend from All the Feels podcast, and the very, the very exciting Dory's here, and I am Phil Critter, Rachel Wagner, and Dory, thank you so much for coming and talking with us. I could not be happier to be here. I'm so excited. I always love coming on and talking to you. So um, as you can imagine, I have tons of opinions that I am raring to go with, and I'm really happy. Yeah. So we were saying off air that uh, it's been an interesting couple of months for Hallmark. (laughs) (laughs) And I, uh, I've been grateful for the mysteries. Normally, I'm not yeah. that much of a mystery person, but uh, they've been all pretty solid. The only one that I, I wasn't a huge fan of the Gourmet Detective one, but for the most part, they've been pretty good. And uh, and the rom-coms haven't been my favorite. <laughs> not been, in my opinion. I know. The mysteries are really saving us right now. And I'm like you. I'm not normally the biggest mystery fan. I mean, I enjoy them, but I usually typically look forward to the rom-coms more, Mm -hmm. but not the past couple months. So (laughs) that has been a nice surprise. Yes. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll, I mean, I'll talk more about that when we do our Love Ever Ever After recap. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Somebody had some, some, they had some parties at Hallmark that were, must've been really fun. Cause that's all that anybody wants to write scripts about lately. And it's just been a little, not my favorite. I know party <laughs> planning all over the place, decorating, organizing. Yeah. I mean, I, at this point, I'm just like, is it spring fever yet? Because we need to switch things up. How how do you feel, this is a tangent, but how do you feel about the fact that they're like bringing up old movies from Canada and presenting them as premieres? This is very weird. Like the one this upcoming weekend, The Bad Date Chronicles, it's five years old. Yes, I 100% with every bone in my body (laughs) hate this (laughs) i am not a fan i i understand that they have positioned themselves as you know we are going to premiere new movies every weekend maybe they don't have the capacity to like produce all those movies so they are buying older ones i'm not a fan like i don't like that i don't like when the look is crazy different and it is after five or six years and unfortunately those things are distracting when for weeks before that you're getting brand new movies shot in 2019 and you can feel when things are dated and I absolutely think it's a bad decision I mean I guess it's actually three years old but the one the one in March that's like uh, adventures and love and babysitting or something like that Travis Van Winkle he looks like a child like he looks so much younger than he's he doesn't it now because it's five years that movie is five years old and that's too old that is way too old even the the Pope looks dated like you look yeah. at the post 
there's no saving those promo shots. They it looks five years older. Yeah, like if you can't have the actor on Home and Family because they look so significantly different, then that's a problem. <laughs> like what? Yep, it's weird, and I I don't know. It's just especially somebody pointed this out on uh, our uh, hotline for Hallmark pointed this out that that they have a bunch of movies they never aired from Thank last you. year. You have the whole Thank month you. of March blank, basically. And you yep. have the New Year's movie they never aired. You have yep. two movies from fall that were finished. I know because yep. I did interviews with people on them that they've never <laughs> aired. <laughs> and so why not just release them? Who, like, I know. So weird. And they never technically released in the key of love uh on hallmark it was just on at least i don't think uh i think it was just on hallmark movies now and uh and so they could release that but like it's but no the choice instead of releasing a movie from last year that's finished the choice is to release a movie from five years ago like it's so oh, weird i don't understand it i really don't get what they're doing with this because you're absolutely right there are so many movies that never made air that people were excited about like people were into we were talking about yeah. them like for all of us who follow this stuff we pay attention when movies are announced and we read the synopses and we make podcasts about them so yeah. when they don't air it's really frustrating yeah, yeah we could have seen now Mater learned how to play the guitar for that country music one and Jesse Schramm written by Rick Garman. How bad can it be? I know. And I would watch either of them in anything. Yeah. So it's just, it's really frustrating. <laughs> it's it's so really, yeah. and you know, thank goodness for Twitter so that I know what I'm in for. Because when I saw the thing about the one that's like five years old, yeah. I was like, okay, had I just gone into this, I would have been not happy <laughs> just <laughs> watching, not understanding what was going on. I'd be like, what? Why is he aging backwards? I'm so <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's like the Irishman. But like with Hallmark. Yes. <laughs> they do some CGI. I didn't know they had the budget for that. I can't handle it. Oh my goodness. That's funny. Yeah. So it's a weird time to be a Hallmark fan. But but anyway, we did. <laughs> back to so so we did have we had two mysteries this month in February. And if you didn't get to listen to our episode on the January mysteries, uh, you really should because has my dad on and to get him to watch television is a tall feat so you all <laughs> should watch should listen to that episode because it was really fun and i love my dad so uh so we have two this month and uh so the first one we're gonna talk about is picture perfect mysteries dead over diamonds so dory what was your thoughts about the first picture picture perfect mysteries I really enjoyed the first one. I love these two together. They have good chemistry and I would hope so since they're married. Um, <laughs> they, I really liked it. I liked the wedding setting of the first movie. So I had high hopes going into this 
latest movie. Uh-huh. Um, and I was pleased. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a couple things. I've never, I don't think I've ever said it on the show, but I just, I love them so much. I mean, I've said that. I've said that I love them, but, the, but one of the reasons why I love them, I think it is so cute that they, it's not like she just, she took his name, which is fine and normal, but they created a whole new last name, which I think is the cutest thing I've ever seen. I know. And it works so well because some some names, you couldn't do that. It just would be too weird. But because they have the perfect names for it, it's so cute. I just love it. Fana Vega. I love that too. I love that too. And my co-host for my podcast, All the Fields, Mel, she loves it too. Like she... They just made a whole new name for themselves. It's so, so, I've never heard of anybody else do that before. And I love it. So way to go, Alexa. Carlos, you won my heart. Um, We love you guys. I I did not love their Christmas movie together. It was not for me. But this, the the first, uh, first Picture Perfect Mysteries, I really enjoyed. You can tell it had sort of the, the solid hand of Ron Oliver behind it. It had some style. It had some class. Uh, it had some humor to it. Uh, you know, it was a pretty grisly wedding. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a brutal affair, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and the other thing that does make me laugh is that 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 Hallmark loves photographers. Like, that's oh my gosh, favorite yeah. profession. If you're not a chef or a baker, or maybe a a designer, you are a photographer. (laughs) There have been so many. I mean, just this last, there was uh, Mary Patterson as a photographer just really recently. And uh, there's a bunch. And Amelia Uller was a photographer. Candice Cameron Bray in the shoe movie was a photographer. (laughs) I know. It's like photographers chefs like you said decorators party planners like that is just in the pantheon of hallmark professions i think part of the reason why i liked love to the rescue so much is well i mean she was an animator so of course i'm gonna like that because i love animation but like it was such a different job (laughs) way to go yes yes and she did such a great job with it exactly (laughs) and uh and so Anyway, that's kind of fun. It's a little bit of a stretch, her being involved. And that's always a hard thing with these mysteries. (laughs) Yeah, it always is. But I'm at the point now where I just sit back and I'm like, okay, how are they going to get her into this? Oh, okay. She's shooting this event. Okay, that's going to be the crime scene. Got it. I'm in. (laughs) She caught some things on film. Perfect. That's all we need. The, the, The most ridiculous one. The biggest reach. I mean... The the baker murder she baked is pretty big reach, but I still don't think yeah. it's as big a reach as Holly Robinson Pete as the morning show chef. <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's it, it's a lot. It's a lot. But but anyway, so yeah, and <clears throat> this one, so this one was written by Marcy Holland, who is a really fun Hallmark writer. She did very, very Valentine, which I love. I love that. Yeah. And it, I'm dying to do, you should come on and do the episode with me because I'm dying to review her. She has this whole series of shark movies that she did. 
<laughs> I'm dying to do a special episode where we review Marcy Holland's shark movies. But um, um she's just a sign me up. Yes. Pencil yes. me in. Uh, because uh, I I just I love shark movies and uh, I think that would be really fun. But yeah, she's done a lot of fun movies and <clears throat> uh, she did the first she wrote the first one and Sailing Into Love and uh, anyway just a whole bunch and yeah let's see her yeah her o- Ozark Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yes like what whole... title alone I'm in. <laughs> trailer, trailer park sharks i mean <laughs> trailer park sharks. i want to see it so bad um mississippi river sharks okay yep perfect yeah, yeah. i'll watch it <laughs> okay it's a deal um anyway she's great we ha- we've interviewed her she's really fun and so I, I think you can tell when there's a talented director and a talented writer uh, and two people that know each other obviously very well, have nice chemistry, it's just going to be a pretty decent film. And right. uh, we actually got to interview Trezo Maharo, who plays Noah on this. And I thought that he was a really fun interview, but he was in this movie way more than I thought. He was with Alexa's character a lot of the movie. And I, I loved that- it yeah right he was really fun i thought and a nice uh kind of a a nice companion for her uh through things it just kept things from getting too kind of tired i don't know it was good i liked that a lot and one thing that's nice with both of these movies we're gonna talk about tonight is they kind of have a bit of a heist element as well as a mystery element yep because both movies have a necklace or piece of jewelry that is stolen uh, so I know I, we were I working with precious jewels <laughs> in both movies, which I was here for. And I also yeah. like that they kind of expanded the universes with both of these movies. Yeah. Like we got some characters who will hopefully be regular going into the future. So I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I, and I love the little animated intro that we have for this. It just, I'm it so just starts it off. That I'm so glad you brought that up. It is. <laughs> The music, the animation, yeah. even the the font, perfect. Yeah, it really brings back that feeling of something from like the seventies. You know, it's like cute little little intro kind of a thing. And uh, <laughs> and so yeah, the 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 simple plot for this was photographer Allie and detective Sam's investigation into a priceless <laughs> stolen necklace leads to danger and an unexpected death. So. Yeah, I always divide up these into the the murder, the victim, what I call family fun, and red herrings. So this starts out with our our scene in uh, the the like the party in the gallery, and you have the this Manchester necklace. It's called, and uh, the uh, the Manchester necklace is stolen, and uh, the um, and so so there's there's this whole sort of setup with this actor with this uh, thing and it starts out so your first clue is that you have uh gwendolyn kind of eyeing the necklace all night she's not on the guest list uh she's sort of threatening about the necklace she's our sort of first red herring that we have Mm -hmm. were you very suspicious about gwendolyn i was Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was right off the bat. Yeah. Um, 
And then we had uh, Mr. White at the gallery opening. He he's our actor who gets sick. He's got a, a heart palpitation. <laughs> um, Already laughing about Mr. White. <laughs> did did you did you think that he was an actor? <laughs> Were you suspicious? Of no. Him the start? Yeah. No. That entire plot point took me by surprise, and I was laughing so yeah. hard i was hated by that yeah so we find out that he was hired by gwendolyn to act being sick in in the in the scene then there's also james risden and uh uh thomas wake who's a tech guy basically who's kind of like fallen his, his investments his technology hasn't panned out the way that he thought um and then we have clint baxter uh, he is uh, the he's already being looked into by the by the police on several different larceny cases to find out so he's, he's up to no good Clint he's Baxter. been busy yeah he's been busy uh, and then we have Patrick Patrick Risden who is kind of upset with his brother but he's sort of his stooge too and kind of does whatever his brother wants him to do and uh, he had access to the key of the um, for the necklace, and and then uh, and then there's a reporter named Daniel Drake, and uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, we also find out that there's uh, there's security guards involved and uh, all kinds of madness, and so uh the the family fun in this one is that uh there's the introduction of uncle louise played by eric estrada uh, eric estrada welcome yes. to hallmark we've <laughs> missed you join us <laughs> yeah so how, did you enjoyed him i did i hope that he gets to do more um in the coming movies but i like him i think that that's kind of in a fun character always like the uncle or the dad or the grandpa who used to be on the force retired but is having trouble letting it go and is still meddling in all the cases like that's a pretty standard yeah. hallmark movie character that i always tend to enjoy yeah i i think uh i think so and i thought it was kind of funny the way he's like you sure you fixed that that faucet like what that was funny when he walked into that um house that has been quote unquote renovated he was like uh have you done anything because this still looks like a mess <laughs> yeah and i can't remember who it was this i think it was him that said it but i'm not positive that i think he said i like coffee that knocks me in the head and says hey drink me <laughs> Line. very good job marcy there that was good um so uh so then we have uh the uh so it starts out with their the whole heist of the necklace is the part of it is they get permission to show off this dagger and that's the brother and so that they can and then there's this distraction so then they can get into the to the to the necklace and I, I loved uh, Maya <laughs> and she's she's just there to like be nosy and to practice her acting. <laughs> yep. That was funny. I love her. Like yeah. she was 
so funny and silly. It was, I loved her. I love her character. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it too. Like throughout the whole movie, she's like practicing her acting. It made me laugh. Uh, that was good. And then we have Milo Shandell, who we had on the podcast this last week. Uh, he's almost always playing some kind of skeevy banker or <laughs> business owner. Uh, or <laughs> He's one of those actors that, uh, that you know, is almost always up to no good <laughs> in a horror yep. movie. <laughs> it's yep. pretty bad. It's kind of like the uh, Ben Wilkinson that he's, he's always, the, he's always going to be murdered, you know, for sure. Right right yeah and so anyway he is uh he's james risden he owns the art and so he's really upset that everything's have been stolen uh and then you have uh you have this trezzo playing uh noah who's the son of karen holmes's character who owns the art gallery and things are kind of she really needs this to be a success so this is all a problem for her and yeah, I, like I said, I really liked him in this movie. I thought him and uh, Alexa had nice chemistry. So I would say do more of that. Like keep him yeah. involved. He was really good. And uh, so the gallery is going to be closed if they don't find the necklace. And uh, and so and then you have uh, you have Patrick Risden who uh, is a sort of they're sort of suspicious of him because he's the one that asked about the dagger. Yeah, so there's like one of the art buyers uh, was named Margaret, and she has this video of at Mr. Wake's house, and so then they they find on the video they find Gwendolyn leaving the house, and we find out that she's dating Mr. Wake, so mm-hmm. and that's how she got into the party. She was his plus one, so mm-hmm. it's pretty, she's getting more suspicious. And then you also have uh, a red herring in this guy, Carmichael, that uh, he's a pickpocket uh, and he pickpocketed from Thomas Wake. And so there's like, and then you have this whole scene where they're interviewing his wife, Carmichael's wife, to see yep. if, uh, if we think that uh, he's the one in on it. But that's pretty much worthless. That, that, that red herring goes nowhere for Carmichael <laughs> the pickpocket. Yeah, she the wife is supposed to be his alibi. Yeah. And uh she confirms <laughs> the <laughs> alibi. I need that scene. I and I was sad because I love Debs Howard. I think that she should be a lead in a Hallmark movie. She's so cute. She was such a great interview. And yeah, she's I so she, she's in this movie for like 30 seconds. <laughs> no fair. No fair. Uh, but anyway, so yes, uh, there's that kind of red herring. And then we have uh, the, um, uh, so, okay, so then Alexa goes down to the dock to, uh, to take pictures and try to, uh, to spy on, um, oh, which I think it's on Baxter is, I think, who she was spying on. I remember right mm-hmm. um and she's surprised by uh by drake and uh or, or surprised by the other journalist daniel drake and he's looking for a case and and then uh the there's a leak 
and uh and so she is kind of uh she's not sure and then i loved the whole scene where they the whole can we go get coffee scene between her and <laughs> Uh, the uh, uh, he says, "Do you have my uh, do you have my number?" And she says, "I have your number. It's just nice I can. This is just nice that I can use it." Now, <laughs> you know. I love that. Yeah, and and then we had Uncle Louise making uh, making eggs and dancing at five in the morning. <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's five in the morning. He's like, oh, I let you sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Uh, and we start to learn a little bit more about Sam's backstory in this movie. We find out that his, uh, his partner, Gabrielle Russell, uh, that uh, she ended up getting killed and in, in, a, in a case. And uh, she, I guess the assistant DA wanted to go for a bigger fish, uh, but somebody in that somebody cut Gabrielle's brakes and she, they never found, they never got any justice for her killing. And so that's why he left New York. And uh, so that was pretty, pretty interesting. Yes. And we see him like going through the old files, right? From the case. And at some point, is he looking at a ring, a diamond ring? Yes. So evidently he yeah. was going to propose to her or did propose to her or something like that. Yeah. And we don't know the details, but I was very intrigued and I liked that we got a little bit more of his backstory and the same for the other mystery. We got more of yeah. Jesse Metcalf's story in these two movies. Um, so it feels like we're progressing and kind of yeah. getting to flesh these characters out a little bit more. Yeah, they really were pretty similar movies in a lot of ways. They were both second yeah. movies of the franchise. They both and I had kind of similar similar beats. They even both had coffee scenes. Like it's sort of interesting. Um, I know. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing, especially because I watched them back to back, and I was like, "Wow, this is." <laughs> this is kind of creepy <laughs> yeah. uh, i i did laugh when they're able to get like they're able to tap into james uh Ryzen's, uh wi-fi like <laughs> and, and once they're able to do that they i mean noah's got some mad skills because they are able to get everything from this guy i mean it is he has no firewalls of any kind <laughs> oh and i really doesn't exist in real life because I would be scared to get a <laughs> network anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny to me. It was good. And, uh, and so then we have this whole scene where, uh, she's, uh, she comes back for her, uh, for her phone and to the dock and she sees Patrick and the security guard. And that's when Baxter stops her. So Baxter was up to no good, no good yep. in this movie. And uh, she sends a text to Sam that says Thunderbird Marina SOS. And uh, so uh, then we have, he rushes over and uh, there's all kinds of things going on. At one point, the necklace ends up in the water. 
and Sam ends up rushing into the water after Alexa. And then there was a side of me that, uh, that was like, what happened to her camera? She had her camera yeah. all with her, a giant camera. Yeah. And then she's it's in the water. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, did you think he was a little, a little much? Like, cause she says, "Oh, I was a, I was a world class swimmer or whatever in in a varsity swimmer in a high school." Should should he have uh, jumped in after her, or is that a little, a little bit of a hero complex going on? There? I mean, we needed him to jump in after her. We needed them both to be, <laughs> all, you know, all like heavy breathing and yes. just barely escaping death. We needed the <laughs> moment of them like bonding over it. And yeah. I did laugh. She was like, I was a varsity swimmer. Like, you didn't have to do all that. <laughs> he was like, okay. <laughs> gotcha. It, it does make sense, though, for his character because he already lost one partner to water, you know, to, yep. so of yep. course he's going to be kind of triggered by that. Um, plus it's dark. How the heck is he supposed to know if she's a varsity swimmer? For all he exactly. knows, for all he right. knows, he, she doesn't even know how to swim. She, he has no idea. And exactly not yeah. what we want the hero and the heroine. Like we want a hero who is protective and, you know, is very has that in them to like be a hero to step up in those moments but we also want a heroine who can totally take care of herself and doesn't need it every time but it's just mm -hmm. nice that the help is offered yeah and it was just cute after uh she got rescued and like their little kind of banter <laughs> it was it was good it was really cute and uh so then uh she's She's going to cancel coffee, uh, or he's going to cancel coffee, and uh, but Louise gives him a nice pep talk. So, you, know, you got to do it, and so I love he ends that. up showing. It was good. It was good. I love that because I really thought he wasn't going to go get coffee with her, and I could yeah. totally see in one of these Hallmark mysteries where they are just left the that she is just left hanging and then in the next movie it starts off and there's tension because <laughs> they haven't seen each other since he bailed on coffee and blah 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 so it was really nice to see him take in what his uncle was saying and to make it happen even if he was a little bit late i forgive yeah. him um we also we find out that uh, i forgot to say that thomas wake ends up getting murdered at yeah. his at his house and uh, so yeah so that's obviously upsetting for Gwendolyn <laughs> and uh, basically we find out that the whole plan was by James Risden uh he wanted to steal the necklace from himself so that he could mm -hmm. file the insurance claim and the the plan all along was to blame try to frame Gwendolyn for it and uh, so it was kind of a deal with the devil with mr mr uh, drake and uh yeah and then gwendolyn was going to be the, the fall or wake uh was going to be the fall of uh of them their whole little plan and yeah i thought that that james and patrick risen were such like creepy characters and they, they, were, they did a really the actors did a really good job of being like Mm -hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> like you see uh patrick like kissing the assistant at one point and it's like yes oh god what's going on here <laughs> so yeah. yeah it was, it was well yeah done. it was well done and uh yeah so i i don't know i thought this was fun i i really enjoyed like i said the combination of kind of a heist feel with a little bit of murder mystery uh clues i liked the i liked louise i liked the coffee date i i liked uh, noah a lot uh so overall i was really pleased i think i liked this better than the first one i did too and what completely sold me on it though was the end when everything is revealed it felt very like oceans 11 yeah yeah montage of like everyone's specific part in the heist because no one's hands were clean really it right. they each person kind of had their own part to play in it the pickpocket had his role the actor had his role all of that yeah. and i love how they revealed it all with the music i was like okay this is what i love like a heist paper super fun way to end it and um i agree with you i liked this one better than the first one mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i'd give it probably i don't know uh four crowns i am right there with you four crowns for me i i thought i thought it was just such a fun watch i was entertained yeah. through and through yeah yeah We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They are our good friends over at HelloFresh. They are America's number one meal kit. And they've been a great sponsor for us. And right now, you if you go to HelloFresh.com slash Hallmarkies10, use code Hallmarkies10 for 10 free meals, including shipping, free shipping. And you can uh, get uh, your choice of 22 plus season seasonal chef curated recipes each week that you have and there's different themes low calorie vegetarian family friendly you get uh, servings of two and servings of four uh they they take out all the stress out of meal planning and going to the grocery store and you just have everything right there and one of the things i love as a single person, I don't wind up with all of these bottles of sauces that I need for only one recipe. I have just enough for that one recipe. And it gets you kind of out of your rut, gets you trying new things. It really just helps with your lifestyle. It's also a, an environmental sustainable choice because uh, they have a carbon footprint 25% lower than store-bought grocery-made meals. Uh, and so they really try to keep uh, those things down. And so it's, it's a really great product and the recipes are just yummy. They're very good. And uh, is that something that would, do you think, help in your life, Dory? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Like, as a fellow uh, single lady, I can really relate to having all of these bottles of sauces and condiments in my fridge that I can never, as one person, get through. So, yeah, yeah having all of that pre-portioned already for you is the dream. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So check out uh, lowfresh.com slash Hallmarkies10. You can get uh, you can get 10 free meals, including free shipping. You enter code Hallmarkies10. So definitely check that out. I think you'll really love it.
Right. So then we had riddled with the seed on Martha's Vineyard Mystery. So we haven't <laughs> been that long since we had the first one. What did you think of that in the introductory to the series? I really liked the first one, and I could have sworn that when they first aired the first one, this second one was supposed to air in January as well. Uh-huh. Like, I'm pretty sure there were previews for it saying it was like coming up in a couple weeks. So I was mad when they didn't air it right yeah. after. Yeah. You know how Hallmark likes to trick us with this schedule. Nothing right. is ever as they say it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed the first one. I really like Jesse Metcalf. I think that with these mysteries, typically, I do prefer the female protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like him in this role. And I... I thought the setting was beautiful, the mystery. It's kind of like a darker series, which I don't mind. Um, But my only complaint about the first one was Z going from crime scene to crime scene and from the morgue to the exam room in heels to the beach in heels, and I couldn't handle it. I was like... (laughs) This is so impractical. She is standing over a dead body in her cute heels and dress. We must fix this. And I'm glad that in this second one, she had more sensible shoes. She was still in heels, but at least it was a covered toe most of the time. So I was okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. I, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of like Jurassic World all over again. (laughs) Already the T-Rex in heels. It's a little... Yes, she would be running, like, running down the beach in heels. No, that's not happening. And who is in heels in the morgue? Oh, no. (laughs) Well, so my feelings about Jesse Metcalf is I am not a fan of Trace in Jessamine Shores. And Trabby makes me into an insane person. I just hate that arc (laughs) so much. And uh, (laughs) so, but I don't necessarily think it's his fault. I just... I don't think that I don't think that Robert Downey Jr. or uh, I don't know whoever else is a great Joaquin Phoenix they couldn't sell those lines they couldn't sell that part no great I mean it is just terribly written terribly done incredibly frustrating in my humble opinion um, and, so, um, and so a lot of people are really down on Jesse Metcalf at least on our podcast they're not that big of fans but i'm telling you it's because of trace and it's soured the water because he's fine in this perfectly serviceable as a leading man in this kind of thing in my opinion and i do think it's a little bit weird having a male lead but i kind of got over that pretty quickly to be honest and uh, and i like this one is one of the ones that's less of a stretch for uh for her involvement because she has worked at the morgue she's a doctor like the and his involvement because he is a past detective so like right. it's way less of a stretch than i'm a morning show chef right <laughs> so i mean it's it's fine and and so this one also had uh, a jewel heist kind of element to it which I really enjoyed again. And uh, this time it's a brooch and I hated that brooch. It was, I mean, it looked very valuable, but it was also to me hideous. I hated it. It was so big. (laughs) I hated it too. And when the girl was like, 
I'm going to be wearing this brooch tomorrow, like for people to look at me in this brooch. I was like, no, I can't. Yeah. I would never go look at someone in a brooch. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm it good. Looked, it looked terrible. And so, <laughs> but this, uh, this was, uh, did you know that the, um, the reporter that's on this series uh, named, played by Chelsea Hobbs called Jackie Shaw. Jackie Shaw, yep. Did you know yep. that that's off of our friends over at the Bubbly Sesh? Aimed <laughs> honor Bubbly Sesh girls. I, it, you know, it just, it gives me, it gives me a little chuckle every time I hear it. <laughs> you know, it just makes me so happy. A nice little shout out to them. Yeah, I think so. So if anybody wants to write a, a character in a series based on Based on us. <laughs> you have a, you have a, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, Dory Rachel. Dory Rachel. So it starts out though, it's not even our main heist. There's actually another heist that the movie starts out with that's in like the yep. city. And it looks kind of like a, a bank heist of some kind. Then we find out that so Jeff is gonna get hired to do security at this security. brooch party. Brit's brooch party. <laughs> and <laughs> we find out that this brooch, as ugly as it is, is worth $5 million, which probably, I mean, it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, those jewels are pretty large. Yeah. I, I see $5 million. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I was so proud of Jesse Metcalf because in the scene, because it's so weird in the series, because they have that guy who's there literally just to pour him coffee. Like, yeah, like what is going on with that guy? Um, but I was so proud of him because he actually had coffee in that cup. I could see it. There was brown liquid. I could see it. Yep, I could see it sloshing around. And it, you know what? I clocked that as well. And I put it in my notes. And I'm glad you caught it too. Yeah. I was take like, note, Hallmark. Take note, Hallmark. You need to do that more. Yeah. We notice. And I was like, who says he's not dedicated to performing? He actually had real coffee. That never That's happens. Right. In fact, this is the second time he's had noticeable liquid in a Hallmark movie because <laughs> I, one of the things I was so impressed with in uh, the Christmas Next Door is that they have that whole scene, the caroling scene, where they have hot cider in glass cups. And oh, that's right. <laughs> you can see the steam coming off of it. I was like, this is dedication this the real deal yeah yeah i was like they're actually drinking apple cider this has never happened in the history of hallmark so i was uh, so he it's really good <laughs> and that's so funny i'm so proud of you that you noticed too. oh my gosh totally when he when i saw he poured it for him and i was like he did he really just pour liquid is that really happening and then we saw it in the cup oh thumbs up yeah yeah so then so some of our red herrings we have willard gifford starts out being kind of a red herring uh he's the uncle i think of brit uh or like godfather or something yeah something like that and i thought i thought at first that maybe he uh was a villain because he is a villain a lot that actor he is always a villain i thought the same thing i was like he just looks sinister and yeah. i'm not feeling this but oops <laughs> especially when he when they get the flowers i was kind of like hmm this seems this is something is this something shady just because i still wasn't right. trusting him but it was actually just a sweet little gesture and like clues i know 
um but i i was i was sort of uh, suspicious of him and and then uh, you find out that this is a, a family heirloom and there's a woman named rebecca lane who's brit's cousin uh or i think yeah and then you have actually you have brit's cousin there's a woman named rebecca lane and then you have brit's cousin lloyd lloyd prajna i think it's and he's really upset that uh he didn't get any of the, <laughs> any of the inheritance with the with the brooch and, he had me on edge this entire yeah. movie every scene he was in he was intense that actor was bringing the intensity i will give him that he was stressing me out i was like oh you are troubled yeah and uh and then jackie shawl she gets the scoop on the stolen brooch because they put the brooch in like double layered security vaults and it turns out that that it ends up uh they end up finding a way to get in and steal the brooch and she's on it right away and and so uh and there's also a scene where uh brit gets attacked this is before they find out the brooch is stolen actually so brit gets attacked yep. in her house uh knocks her on the glass table and she ends up in the in the hospital so there's a lot going on at the beginning of this film mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and yeah and then so jackie shaw gets gets the the leaks and the news about the uh about the brooch pretty quickly and then you have johanna newmarch and matthew james dowden playing a couple called the fields and <laughs> so they're like art buyers i guess art buyers mm-hmm. and i loved they were great they did a good job with what they what they had to do i thought of playing these like deliciously sort of snobby evil uh kind of bad i don't know they were just fun they did a good job i thought yeah I agree. I I enjoyed their performance too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we interviewed Matthew James Dowden uh, this last fall, and he was the best. So funny, and uh, he he's had a really interesting life. So you should check out that interview if you haven't. He was he was great. And then uh, you have uh, that. <clears throat> uh, so then we we're not hearing anything from uh from uh will willard he's not returning calls some people think oh is he involved somehow what's going on and uh the the only real family fun in this one was aside from the backstory which wasn't fun but it was more information about our characters but uh was the fried clams and tartar sauce that's right. We had a tartar sauce, tartar sauce uh, contest. We had Jesse Metcalf frying clams at what I presume was 7 a.m. Uh, <laughs> initially. Then he brought them to the coffee shop owner. Yeah. Um, so that was a fun little, um, you know, a fun little moment. But I was, it did make me hungry for some fried clams. I'll I tell know. you that much. Me too. They look all, good. All part of a balanced breakfast. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yep. Coffee and fried clam. Sounds about right. I, I did love, there was one line where it was something like uh, how the other half lives. Uh, you know, <laughs> the other half lives. And I'm thinking, y'all live in Martha's Vineyard. Just stop. 
Like what? Exactly. <laughs> I don't think uh, anybody. I mean, I'm sure there are poor people in Martha's Vineyard, and I apologize, but it seems like a, they all are living pretty fine. Yeah, they all they all seem pretty good to me, at least yeah. in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so that made me laugh. And uh, <laughs> uh, so also the other thing about the fields is they thought they had the brooch at one point, but it turned out it was a fake. So yeah, they kind of bitter about that as well, which was sort of a fun dynamic, I thought. You also meet yeah. a guy named Victor Gaines and Rebecca who was played by, oh, that's Rebecca, Rebecca Lane. And sh she was played by Gabrielle Miller, who I love, uh, who I wish we saw more of in Hallmark. Uh, she was on Trading Christmas, my favorite. Um, yes, of course, I love her. Yeah. And so she's, they're like snobby art dealers. And especially Victor Gaines. Uh, and he has sold, he has sold, jewelry on the black market before he's been uh he's been tried for that before so mm -hmm. yeah so all kinds of suspicion and uh and then at one point they uh they also have this whole thing through the movie about the is the emerald cursed the curse of the of the giant ugly roach <laughs> about to say the only curse is that it's so ugly <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so then there is uh there's a letter with some flowers from willard and it tells her that clifford moncrief moncrief uh is that you have to return to the works of clifford moncrief and uh so we also get a uh, we have jeff has a nightmare about his past shooting and uh and z tells him that uh it was not a 38 in his back um, yes. so they now think that there was actually two people uh involved in the shooting uh two guns uh not just the one that killed his partner so the the so that was a nice little like tantalizing kind of thing for where i'm sure we're going to play out as the course of the season right and that they think the second shooter might still be out there somewhere yeah. so dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah and so then there's this guy rodney emerson who's just kind of a i think kind of a go-between he's just he, yeah and he ends up <laughs> knocking jeff out with a two by four or guy <laughs> as you do yeah, why did he get involved in all this? Who knows? Um, and so Lloyd, he says, oh, I don't know anything. Uh, it's, I'm not involved, but he doesn't want to, uh, doesn't want to uh, come and he's a little bit shady and, and not wanting to tell his whole side of the story. Um, and we find out that there was a second code used for the safes it wasn't the uh the code that brit had that they were able to to do and um and uh so willard gifford he steals the brooch they find out but where is it and so it kind of it was pretty it was actually a little confusing to me about what's going on with the brooch but nevertheless um 
they see Lloyd, he's leaving town. There's a pretty, pretty long running scene with Jesse uh, running yep. after Lloyd. And you got to be impressed. I mean, how can people say he's not dedicated to his art? He ran all the scenes. I mean, come on. He sure did. Yes. He sure did. He looked great while doing it. Yes. So, <laughs> and so Willard basically like planned everything to protect Brit. Uh, but the problem was that Lloyd became involved and it just messed everything up. So the fields are about to leave. And that's when they notice that there are burn marks on Emerson, who uh, he ends up getting, um, he ends up getting murdered, this guy, Rodney Emerson. And, but they notice these burn marks and they're like, that's the same burn marks on the, the people from the early part of the movie. And, and so it turns out that they're using the stun gun uh, to, as part of their thing that, uh, to, as part of their plan. And so then uh, we, they think that the brooch is buried in a boat based on the clues uh, for the, um, in the flowers. And so they go out there and Brit is sent to this lighthouse and uh, there the fields are there and they were just so fun. They were so dripping with like evilness. I loved it. It was so good. Like it was just like Z when she comes for Z and Z is like screaming and yeah. she ties her up. Like it's just so when she tied up um with our friend with the brooch. Yeah. And and I was when, kind of taken aback when Jeff just throws the brooch in the water. I was like, oh wow. And of course, well, yeah, that part, I was not okay because it didn't really hit me that that was probably a fake. And I was like, did he just throw $5 million in the water? Like, I know <laughs> that lives are at stake right now and I get it, Yeah. but could there have been another way to go about this? Like, he's very smart. He is a former detective. Like, he just threw five million dollars in the water and the best part was he goes um someone says what did you just do and the girl who owns the brooch was like yeah what did you just do the perfect appropriate reaction like did you just throw my family's like much loved formerly lost a five million dollar brooch in the water like there had to be a better way (laughs) yeah that's what uh, i i i was i i was very surprised so i agree and so it turns out i guess there's a part in the letter on the flowers that talks about trans uh, transient uh that go after transient uh thing and and i guess that was code for fake so the whole clue i mean this is very well thought out all of this like that's the thing if you overthink this it's it doesn't work because he would have to have thought of all of these you know steps and hiding the fake brooch and and uh there's a lot there put together but whatever if you're just enjoying it on the moment i think it's fun i mean i can say the same thing honestly about knives out like if if you for sure thinking that like there's 
it's so convoluted and the plot is so ridiculous but if you just go and have fun with it it's fun right like in knives out you need that final moment of like walking you through everything that happened like you need to be handheld a little bit yeah and i never mind that because the ride is so fun and it's similar with this one yeah exactly they're not trying to change your lives in these movies they're just trying to make you laugh and have a good exactly so anyway they find out the brooch is hidden in the lighthouse statue and uh and so all's well and uh the uh they you know they got all the the people they got the the fields (laughs) in uh in custody and victor Gaines, he's a bad guy bad dude uh so yeah and uh we also find out that the reason that z left new york uh was because uh she came back to the island for her fiance and that her cheated on her so that's uh, that's pretty uh interesting and i thought that they had better chemistry in this than the first one uh that it was a little stiff for me that first one between the two of them but i think this was better and i like that they have kind of a jokey banter going on like it's a very fun relationship there isn't too much tension yet like romantic tension like they just genuinely like and enjoy each other and are a little flirty but not it's you know it hasn't boiled over yet and it's really cute like their relationship is just really cute i agree i i definitely agree so i'd get this one i think it's a little lower than picture proof mysteries but i would give it 3.75 i would give it 3.5 same thing it's a little lower than uh, picture perfect for me but i still enjoyed it and i also wonder how i would have felt if the movies weren't so similar and especially because i watched them back to back like it was an easier comparison because right down to like the main object of the mystery which was a piece of jewelry right um so i enjoyed it but i thought that the execution was a little more fun and Mm -hmm. interesting and picture perfect yeah and a little bit better a little bit better chemistry too uh yeah yeah and so i i i i i liked it i think also better than the first one so I did too. Um, I know. I did too. And it's very like, um, so I, if you think about the first two movies of both of these series, they're basically pilots for what will eventually be a series. And it makes sense, right? Because I never really fully enjoy pilots because there's just too much to accomplish. You're, you got to figure out every character, their name, their basic backstory, kind of what they do, where they fit into everything. So in the second movies, they're able to kind of build out and give more dimension to everybody and everything. And I think both of these movies were very successful in doing that. Yeah. Well, and I would encourage Hallmark to continue to do have more layers, not have it just be about a murder have it be about you know have a heist element or uh maybe a kidnap kidnapping some other kind of thing that they're looking into uh as opposed to just the here's a person they're done for you know kind of thing uh i like it it just makes it more fun it makes it more interesting to me 
I yeah. totally agree. So our Twitter followers, I put up which did you which February mystery do you prefer and why? And we have sixty-three percent prefer riddled with the seats. So the Jesse Madcalf fans, yeah, came out uh, to support. Uh, but <laughs> we had a few, just a couple comments. Just uh, Caroline, she says, uh, "Picture Perfect Mysteries." I love the mystery, and honestly, didn't guess who did it right away. And uh, and then we have for Riddled with Deceit, just Arlene Gilchrist. She says, "A lot of twists and turns, and great acting." And uh, Michelle Benson, she says, not up to date with these two yet, but so looking forward to catching up. The mysteries have been good this year. Thank goodness, because I've not loved the Valentine's movies. <laughs> oh, welcome to our club. Yes. Welcome to our club. We feel you. Yes. yes. Uh, Michelle is in Scotland. So she gets things a little later sometimes than the rest of us. Uh, but she's awesome. And yes, join our therapy group because we're all, we're there. We're all needed. We are all struggling. This is truly like Twitter is group therapy right now, you know, like, yeah. and we all need each other to get through these dark few months, <laughs> few first months of the year. Yeah. Spring we fever, do. save us. Yes. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Little peek into uh, our love after, after recap when I, whenever we finish it but it's been a little bit of a weird time but uh but yeah these were both pretty good so let us know what you thought of these two mysteries do you kind of like what homework's doing there we've got a uh we, we don't have another one uh, for a little while uh and, yeah, march, I think. yeah the end yep. of march uh then yep. we're gonna get a new mystery 101 so that will be <gasps> fun yeah <Yes>. so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, March is like this barren wasteland of Hallmark. So it's, <laughs> I know I'm really disappointed. I mean, this is a whole other podcast. Like <laughs> Rachel knows my thoughts, but <laughs> yeah. I'm like, when calls the heart is not enough. No. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, let us know what you thought of these two mysteries. It would be really fun. And uh, thank you so much, Dory, for coming on. And this was always a delight and so much fun and uh, so where can people find you and your podcast um well thank you for having me first and foremost um i always love chatting with you about all of the um ups and downs of the hallmark cinematic universe <laughs> um i you can find me at all the seals that is our podcast um we um had a a very late Winterfest recap that went up about a week and a half ago. But we'll also be doing a recap of Love Ever After as well this month. And um you can find us at All the Fields Podcast or at All the Fields Pod on Twitter and All the Fields Pod on Facebook and um wherever you download podcasts. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So check that out. We do a weekly family movie night review. So I would love for you to take a look at that. And then if you're following the podcast on social media, we sure appreciate all of that. And if you're listening on iTunes, 
please leave us your ratings and reviews. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. That helps us out a lot. We also have our, our, our patron group, which it means so much to us and we really, really appreciate it. And then we have our merch store, which has tons of hardies and uh, postables and other fun inspired uh, merch. So check that out as well. And uh, so thanks again. And we'll talk to you all later. Let us know what you thought. <laughs> Bye. Bye.